1: The wonder of discovering new things begins to wane when you have to rediscover everything a minute later. Jasper, a big fuzzy labradoodle, is meandering through the den of Chris and Jennifer Little's home in Greensboro, North Carolina when their daughter Caitlin notices him.
0: Is it our dog? It is your dog. Oh, okay.
1: And the Littles replay that quick conversation dozens of times a day every day of the year.
2: sorry. What was it? It was a dog.
1: For the little family, life with Caitlin is a constant battle between seeing progress and not falling prey to false hope.
2: It's hard to be realistic and optimistic.
1: Because over the course of three and a half years, being seen by three dozen doctors and a thousand times that many hours searching the internet and medical journals for answers they don't seem to be much closer to figuring out why Caitlin's memory lasts no more than a minute these days.
0: What's its name?
1: Caitlin is truly the definition of unique, what Merriam-Webster describes as being the only one without a like or equal. She is patient zero for these types of injuries and then treatments. But after dozens of treatments that showed no measurable improvement, there may finally be something that is showing promise. Is it a light at the end of a long, dark tunnel? Honestly, I don't know. What I do know is Chris and Jennifer Little are looking at things a bit differently for the first time since October 12, 2017. I'm Bob Buckley, and this is Caitlin Can't Remember.
2: You gave away. You were supposed
0: to stay still.
1: Talking to Caitlin Little is a memorable experience.
0: I always enjoy it when I can get my back to pop or something.
1: You'll have to forgive her if she doesn't return the favor.
0: My sister can make her knuckles pop or her knee pop or foot and ankle pop never been that lucky.
1: On this Monday morning, Caitlin is sitting on the floor of her bedroom doing some exercises to help loosen the leg she loves to use to run.
0: This is a little bit harder and I'll just roll areas that are really stiff or that need that extra.
1: She grabs a therapeutic ball and starts rubbing it on her calf.
0: Sometimes it works with a golf ball, sometimes it doesn't. Just depends on how much press down on it.
1: Caitlin has one of those golf balls near her when her mother speaks to her from the next room about it.
0: You'll have to read what's on that golf ball, Caitlin. Callaway.
1: Caitlin rolls the ball in her hand to see what else might be on it.
0: It says, Caitlin can't remember.
1: She looks at her mom with a blank expression as if to ask her to explain what she just read.
0: They had a
2: golf tournament to help raise some money to pay for some of what you're doing for to get you better.
1: Caitlin is in her favorite outfit: black athletic shorts, running socks, and a dark gray shirt with the words Dog Mom on it. She loves dogs, always has. And as she greets her dog Jasper on this morning, it's a perfect example of her problem.
2: You wanna let Jasper come see you in there for a minute? Who is Jasper? Great question. This guy oh. right here waiting.
1: Jasper comes running in to greet Caitlin, who sits back down on the floor to embrace him
0: buddy come here jasper go sit come
1: and less than 20 seconds after she was told his name she asks again
0: what's his name jasper 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 come
1: this is the dog they've had for a year now caitlin's two brothers don't have to worry about whether caitlin remembers them her memory is relatively normal for things that happened before her accident the one in which a cross-country teammate at her high school accidentally stumbled and hit Caitlin on the temple on the right side of her head. Caitlin never passed out from the blow, but she's also never been the same. Her symptoms from the concussion were immediate. She didn't remember how to open the door to her mom's van when her mom came to pick her up from practice that day. And those symptoms have not gotten noticeably better. So she does remember her brothers, Ben and Daniel. But she remembers them as they were in october of 2017 when ben was a 10 year old fifth grader and daniel was still eight and in the third grade for their father chris the way her brothers are frozen in time for caitlin
3: is a problem when i look back at pictures that were taken either just before family photos taken just before or just after the accident she was just a little girl and daniel was just a little boy and ben was not any bigger than she was by much and now he's a young man and he has a deep voice and now Daniel's almost as big as she is now Um, at some point they're gonna start driving and then they're gonna go off to college and what effect is that gonna have on Caitlin if she's not able to hit these milestones and she has to see them sail off onto the lives and she's still standing on the shore of life waving goodbye
1: That, that bugs me every single day. For the boys, it's an interesting perspective. Take Daniel, the younger one for instance. The Caitlin he knows today, the one who thinks of him as a perennial third grader, is to a large degree the only Caitlin he knows.
2: Daniel's our happy-go-lucky. He's in this world to make everybody happy. And sometimes that works against him in the classroom. (laughs)
1: His teachers are going to chuckle
2: with that one, Um, but at the same time, he is our most sensitive and he is scared. He listens and takes in everything we discuss, which means our discussions are now more limited, because he takes it to heart and and it worries him. He'll say, I don't really remember her before it. It's been going so long.
1: I sit down to talk with the boys about it, first with that younger brother, Daniel.
4: You missed the old Caitlin?
1: Yes. He's on a swing in the backyard and looks off in the distance as he talks about the frustrations Caitlin's condition has caused.
4: Not being able to help her at all. Tell me about that. Because we can't really do anything. Me and my brother can't really do anything to help her, so I would try to fix her headaches because that makes her attitude go off a lot sometimes. Because she just gets really mad sometimes, like she doesn't understand what's wrong with her
1: but the mood swings are almost certainly caused by her injury. Caitlin is being taught at home for as much as she can absorb of schoolwork, but the boys are back in school after the COVID break.
2: I did not realize the amount of stress both boys were facing by their peers going, why isn't she better yet? Is your sister better yet? Just The teachers had us come in, they said, look, we don't know what to do because the kids are just trying to be kind.
1: The boys, Jennifer says, are bombarded with what's new with Caitlin.
2: Every time they switch classes, bombarded. somebody, right. at least once a week, and they said, we don't even know what to tell the boys the answer is. Well,
4: at the beginning, they would constantly t- come up to us and say, I'm sorry about your sister, but no it's just sort of gone away.
1: Listen, though, to the way Ben, the brother who is now about to turn 14, speaks about Caitlin.
0: We were really close. She did a lot of stuff with me. She enjoyed the same
1: things I did. He speaks about Caitlin in the past tense, as if she's gone. Of course, the Caitlin he was so close to is, in a way.
0: All of that for nothing, man.
1: Ben and Caitlin shared a lot. They were the two middle kids and the two athletes. And Caitlin shared her expertise with both boys.
0: She was like a coach to us. Uh, She helped us with basketball, soccer, whatever else we needed.
1: Ben is a big kid, tall, muscular, and beginning to show signs of transitioning into adulthood, something both Caitlin and Daniel like to tease Ben about.
4: You both joke about Ben's mustache that he's growing out that he never shaves.
1: But for Ben, those days of sibling intimacy with Caitlin are largely gone. We can't
0: really carry on a conversation for long. You'll have the same conversations a lot of times, and she doesn't know what's been going on.
1: Ben sees everything Caitlin is missing out on.
0: She was gonna have a lot of opportunities and in college and high school.
1: But he also harbors a bit of optimism that a lot of kids his age might not when I ask him about Caitlin's future. Is she gonna get better? I believe so. Who told you that?
0: At some point, you just have to hope she'll get better.
1: The Littles aren't just hoping something heals, Caitlin. They are quite literally working night and day to make it happen. And for the first time since her injury three and a half years ago, they're seeing signs that give them hope.
3: Last year, this time, Caitlin was in very, very bad shape. And uh, now she's doing much better. She's regained her muscle mass, and she can work out a little bit, and she can run a little bit and she generally feels a lot better
1: even daniel has noticed
3: it
4: changed is she actually has her personality back like before she would just stare off into space or something and wouldn't really understand anything and now she's more happy joking around and can actually go and play with us
1: we see that too when we come by to check up on caitlin
4: look if you can do something slowly then it's easier to go faster
0: I am speed.
1: Yes. This playful side of Caitlin is something her parents always told us about with a wistful tone in their voice. But we hadn't seen it until recently. Yeah, I've seen her personality coming back too.
2: Oh, it's wonderful.
1: But is it the personality of the 14-year-old Caitlin?
0: It is in some ways, yes.
1: Simple things still amuse her.
0: My dad met a dog named Bob Barker because it would just bark all the time. (laughs) <laughs>
1: so I asked Chris and Jennifer about that. Is there sense that there's an 18-year-old in there? No. No. I don't see it. Do you? Jennifer turns to Chris as she asks that. He simply shakes his head. The challenge they now face is that having a reason for hope is not the same thing as seeing a path to a cure. People who are only with Caitlin on occasion look for hope. Her family, who is with her every day, is looking for something much more she looks better of course yes uh, and I think a lot of people see that and confuse that with she is better and which she is, is
2: very better. far from better and that's I think that's hard for me and that I go back and forth so yes Caitlin's physical features look really good and yes she's developed muscle tone she is definitely communicating and her personality is coming through big time
3: have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free good news
2: Whatever she consumes can take five to six days before it passes.
1: The fact that Caitlin is far from better is evident when we sit down to talk with her.
2: You could sit
0: in that recliner.
1: And we ask her very directly. You been, have you been running
0: still? Uh, I believe so.
1: About her memory issues.
0: I'm not positive why I have issues with my memory. Right. But no. you
1: know you have issues.
0: I know I have issues.
1: Her problems go beyond her memory. Do you remember how they discovered that Caitlin appears to have Lyme disease? It was a bit by accident. A doctor in California saw our stories on Caitlin and realized that her symptoms matched up with all of his Lyme disease patients. And when they had Caitlin tested for Lyme, she showed the markers for it. Chris and Jennifer believe her Lyme disease is causing not just problems, but may well be preventing her healing because of the way it not only attacks the brain, but prevents her brain from communicating with her gut, where much of our neurotransmitters are created and live. That science is left mostly to her parents and doctors. Caitlin gets a reminder of her Lyme disease, though, every time she tries to move. How are you feeling? How am I
0: feeling? Yeah. Uh, I think with the colder weather... It hurts my joints more. I guess I'm kind of an arthritis pain.
1: Teenagers aren't supposed to have arthritis pain.
0: We're going in right here. It's just us today.
1: That's why Jennifer takes Caitlin for some water therapy when she can. A friend has an Epsom salt pool that they let Caitlin float in and a dry sauna as well.
0: I definitely have better blood flow to my extremities. So my arms and legs have better blood flow because I can feel they're very hot and not as stiff.
1: Caitlin has done these treatments on and off for weeks, but when I ask her about them later that night, the memory is already gone.
0: I've never been to a spa. I mean, I've been to a nail salon with my sister, so my sister and grandmother could get their nails done.
1: You don't remember floating in some water?
0: What do you mean? Uh, Like in a pool? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a pool. Yeah, it's
1: like a pool. No? No. (laughs) Okay.
0: I don't believe I've heard of that before.
1: Water can be an apt metaphor because as challenges continue to mount, Caitlin's condition, finances, COVID, you can't blame Chris and Jennifer for feeling as if they're drowning.
2: You know, so all these strikes against us and you just feel like you can't dig out of that hole. I have learned you have to look for light. You have to look for a way out. And and that doesn't mean I don't give myself time to be sad and, and... Really wish things were different, and and just grieve what has been lost. Because no matter what, we we have lost a lot with her, and we can't get that back.
1: What Caitlin has lost is the most obvious, but over the past year, they've lost more. On the ride home from the spa, Jennifer tells Caitlin that her grandfather, the grandparent she is closest to, died recently. Jennifer has this conversation with Caitlin a few times each week, and yet...
2: We don't... I don't know if she knows if he's gone. I can't tell.
1: So we all agree that it might make sense if I ask Caitlin about her grandfather to see if she's internalized that he's gone. Your grandfather got sick and passed away recently. I didn't know that. Yeah, and...
0: um, Um sounds like something I should remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was right after you. I
0: just remember him being so well last time I saw him. <laughs> yeah. that's <very> <laughs> it's just a, a hard pill to swallow. Yeah.
1: As I was telling Caitlin about her grandfather, she looked at me intently, like she had a sense that bad news may be coming. But her tears are very real she was completely unaware that she'd lost her grandfather and has no memory of the short time she spent at his funeral. I had that conversation with Caitlin right before her birthday. She's big on birthdays, and listen to how definitive she is when I ask her about it. How old will you be on your birthday?
0: Fifteen.
1: Remember, Caitlin wakes up each day thinking it's Friday, October thirteenth, 2017, the year she turned 15 but we spoke just before her 18th birthday.
2: You know, I thought reaching 16 was hard. 16, and I think we were so focused on, she was in a very bad place then, you know? Um, we were working on just survival at that point, point. and memory was not even on our radar. Who cared about memory? We just needed her to live and just where is her life going? Because you hit 18 and, and it's supposed to be this next chapter, this really amazing chapter. And I don't know how to turn the page. There is nothing written.
1: Caitlin's treatments not only cost money, but just about all of them fall outside of what's covered by insurance. The Littles are thankful to everyone who has contributed to their Making Memories for Caitlin GoFundMe account, which has a beautiful picture of Caitlin's face and happier times. You can see it in the smile Caitlin has in the cover photo. Creating that account was hard for Jennifer, but she's well past that now.
2: You know, I used to be so embarrassed asking for help. I'm not embarrassed anymore because there's no way we can do it without the help of others. And... I used to feel so guilty, and now I realize that people like helping. They love to support something they believe in, and I think Caitlin has touched many hearts around the world, not just in this community, but she has shown that no matter what obstacle you have, you can be positive. She
3: could have handled this many different ways, but I've, I've never heard her say, why? Why me?
1: No, Caitlin has a simpler, more positive attitude. Keep moving toward the light.
0: Well, if you don't keep going for the light, then the dark will drown you out. So you just have to keep on making sure that light is in reach.
1: And there may indeed be a light. For months now, Caitlin's father, Chris, has been keeping notes on Caitlin's treatments and when there is some, her progress. In one of them, he wrote, One
3: thing that, really has struck me over the last few months since the stem cell therapy with dr pierce is that Caitlin is much much more at ease
1: he's talking about how the malaise in Caitlin's demeanor seems to be lifting that was a few months ago after they had their first treatment with stem cells done by dr raymond pierce shortly after that chris made another note
3: from november 27 2020 I just wrote that uh, Caitlin has become much more talkative in recent weeks since the stem cell therapy. She both initiates and carries conversations now, and this is a very
1: new development. And new developments are good. Their worst fear is that she'll simply stay where she is. They don't know if stem cells will be the answer, but they do know they're showing more promise than anything else they've tried, which has taught Chris Little
3: a valuable lesson. It's important to, to keep going no matter what. Just because one doctor in front of you or two doctors or 38 doctors have all said either there's nothing wrong or there's nothing that we can fix, doesn't mean that's the end.
1: In fact, it might be a wonderful new beginning. Like the doctor who recognized Caitlin's Lyme disease, Dr. Pierce learned about Caitlin through seeing our stories. And um, this story just struck me. You know, this this poor 15, 16-year-old girl who now can't remember five minutes ago. Why was Caitlin a particularly good prospect for this treatment? One, she's very young. To do nothing is, is just a travesty. I mean, How do you do that to someone who's so young and so vibrant and so intelligent and you know, not try to help her? Could stem cell treatment really be the answer? Find out in the next episode of Caitlin Can't Remember. Caitlin Can't Remember is written and reported by me, your host, Fox 8's Bob Buckley. Chris Weaver is our producer and editor. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. Please take a moment to rate this podcast and maybe leave a comment. That's how we get the word out and hopefully find some answers for Caitlin and her family.